0: Welcome, my friend and brother, Kwaku L, to To Heart of the Matter. Thanks for coming on with us. We uh, come from a similar um, but differently ordered past. I, uh, of course, was LDS 40 years, and then I left and uh, went to evangelicalism for a while. And uh, you left the Methodist Church and went into uh, the Mormon Church about five years ago? Yes, five years ago. Um, The way I do, and we've been talking here because we've had some uh, malfunctions, but the way I do the interviews is to learn about you firsthand uh, on the screen, um, where you came from, why you're here, and where you're going. And uh, specifically, I'd love for you to touch on family origins, um, grandparents, parents, siblings, childhood, your propensities as a kid, uh, high school, junior high, whatever, And then religious upbringing spiritual beliefs uh, insights that you had into God as a younger person Mm -hmm. uh, if any and then take us all the way up to where you uh, were introduced to to the LDS Church how that came about and uh, and then include some of your secular interests too if you're you're 22 years old yes we're not talking um, with all due respect not a massive a lot of experience yeah not that
1: much (laughs) and as much as you definitely right
0: well uh and then take a minute on your conversion um and what drew you to joining uh and what you've been doing in the faith since you became lds and now, along the way, I'll interrupt you a couple sometimes, but it's only to uh, for you to clarify or to add more to the story. I, I might do that. Yeah, yeah. If if you run out of things to say, I don't think you will. But if you do, don't worry. I'll keep. The, I'll try to keep the conversation moving forward, and that'll wrap up our first hour. Um, and as we talked about before, I'd like to try to keep any doctrinal or theological things at bay until we go to the second hour, second part, unless something really struck you. Uh, in your um, evangelical walk, that the LDS Church brought to you that is d- doctrinal. Bring that up if, if you wish, no problem. And, mm-hmm. and just to let people know, I mean, this yes, is why. Yeah. And and so,
1: with that, uh, uh, Kweku L. All right. Um, well, starting with family, um, uh, Kweku is Ghanaian, so um, it means born on Wednesday. And then the middle name is Mensah, which means third son. So born on Wednesday, third son, and L, of course, is Hebrew God um, or the in Spanish. So you can take your pick. Um, so that's that's what it means. And we read it, it, it. A lot of people think Kwaku quacku or Quackwo, but it's Quacku. And um, my thank you for clarifying yes, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just just so the people at home too when they're watching this you know. Um, But I my family has been in the United States for quite some time since the you know the transatlantic trade right we've been here for a long time but since our names are going people think like oh you're foreign or your parents are but no my mom's from Germantown Pennsylvania oh. um, and my mother um, had all my siblings first um, I'm a half-brother so come from different dads um, I'm the youngest of, of six there's uh, three boys three girls um, the, the girls in our family are beautiful, and the boys are okay. <laughs> uh, you actually are very beautiful. If you were a, if you were a female, you'd be very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah,
0: no, Thank I you. mean that.
1: You'd be a beautiful girl. You're an ugly guy. You're, <laughs> no, no, you're no, no, handsome guy. <laughs> no, I'm guy I'm but, yeah. uh, I could but, see how your sisters could be attractive. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful, beautiful. Um, my mom's beautiful. The, the girls in the, the L family are beautiful. Um, and my mother was raised Methodist, so that was their, their church, um, United Methodist Church. Um, but we were raised a little bit more lazy, American, suburban Christian, okay. but I guess I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, uh, my grandparents, um, a lot of my uncles all served in the military, um, so good military family, um, and you know, the classic kind of Kennedy liberals, you know, so that's who we were. Um, my, um, I grew up with a, with a stepdad. My actual dad, I've never actually said this on camera before, Whoa. so, but my actual dad, as a lot of people close to me know, was actually a leader in um, the Moorish Science Temple, Whoa. which is like kind of connected to like the like black Hebrew Israelite people. Wow. I know. Um, and um, so he was, he was, he did that, but never knew him, you know, hmm. I, right when I was born, my mom remarried and we had normal normal life you wouldn't know at all that that that's who my actual uh, dad is but um um still after that we we lived in rockville maryland Mm. so yeah i that's actually i I don't i don't talk too much about that side because i'm still trying to learn a lot about that Mm. side um without uh you know, I I don't like to mention the words black Hebrew Israelite <laughs> on camera because they'll find the comments <laughs> sure and they'll flood it um, yeah um, but uh,
0: but there's something interesting about that and that is that uh, genetically uh, I don't know about your other siblings or your stepfather or your your mom's Methodist or sort of but uh, genetically your dad he had to have been religiously intent and, oh incredibly and so yes. it
1: I think there must be something that's passed on genetically to you yes um. So my, uh, my mom told me once, um, uh, I'm very similar to my dad, but just I like, just have his interests, but I use them for good. No. So whereas the more science temple can get a little bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I, I try to uplift people. Um, he, uh, I, we both are very interested in politics, but I try to use it more to align with the principles of the gospel and less in a way that can be destructive. So we have a lot of similar interests, but I just try to do it for good. Um, I gotta make a clarification to our audience.
0: Uh, uh, Kwaku is, I didn't introduce him this way, but he's LDS, I should have told him. Oh yeah. Uh, and, And when he says the gospel, he is talking about the LDS gospel, plan of salvation, the LDS good news, so to speak. And uh, I say that because we have evangelicals who will throw their hands up and say, "You know what? What does he mean, the gospel?" But that's just what he's saying when he says the gospel. That's the that's the language that the LDS use. They refer
1: to the church and its teachings as the gospel. Yes, All right. yes. So, uh, um, as a little kid, we lived in Rockville, Maryland. Um, went to, to College Gardens Elementary, Rock Creek Valley Elementary. Um, loved loved to draw. I um, had a lot of energy. I, uh, one great thing I remember my stepdad doing, this actually helps tell a lot about me, when, I was, when all my siblings would go to sleep, he would uh, sometimes wake me up, and we'd go downstairs and watch The Three Stooges because I loved comedy as a kid. Sure. And so that's actually how the comedy background of mine started, um, with watching Three Stooges. Um, parents got divorced. Uh, then um, How old were you? I was 7, 8. Uh, right, uh, third grade going into fourth grade. What did that do to you? Well, something that was interesting is I, I part of me knew that my stepdad was not my actual dad, but we just didn't talk about that in our mm-hmm. family. Um, and of course, I, I understand why. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, what was real dad? Oh, in this very strange, bizarre religion that's kind of people you don't want to be around. Yeah you don't want to put that on a kid. So part of me knew, but part of me didn't think, didn't accept that. I was just like, yeah, this is my dad, even though clearly didn't look like me and I Mm. look a bit different than all my other siblings. Mm. Um, So when I I found that out, um, they didn't actually, my mom didn't actually tell me they were getting a divorce, but I knew it. She said, we're moving to Texas. Um, Dad's not coming with us. And um, you know, I knew. I knew what a divorce was. Hmm. Suburban America, we know. So. It wasn't until I got to Houston where she said, yeah, it's official, a divorce. And um, I, um, I, I remember feeling like, well, this is normal, you know? This is normal, it's no big deal. You don't really realize the ramifications of, of what divorce is. Even though it's so common, not having a two-parent household really does have an impact. Sure. Um, but yeah, we moved to, to Texas and this big old Texas house. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my my old my oldest two siblings have already in college. They've left, um, and I it's me, my brother, and um, two of my sisters. So we, uh, we uh, we're just in Cypress, Texas. It's Northwest Houston. It's the oil money part of Houston, mm-hmm. right? Um, good schools pretty wealthy area. My aunt lives on the same street as us. And, um, I make some friends and I, I make friends because my mom was working incredibly hard. So she's not really there like cooking dinner for us or she, she's, she's working and we're kind of left on our own a lot. So, um, I didn't have the sort of that, you know, I, I got to see the that sort of good Christian family, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, uh, setup. Um, the you know the, the families that were always there, like the Rose family, Davis family, uh, Fielding family. These people were these good families, good kids, and they sort of welcomed me in because they know that they knew that my family structure was not the same as mm-hmm. it is in, in this nice little Baptist town in, in Houston. So um, there were all so many times when I'd be in fifth grade, um, siblings are all gone, I'm just home, and they would say, "Hey, come over for dinner." Mm. It was great. So the Rose family um, actually gives me a Bible. Um, and uh, it's, the, it's like the the athletes, middle school athletes Bible. It's in a football case, right? Uh, Love it. Color illustrations. Yeah, yeah. Me. And they, they give it to me. And they're like, hey, read this. So most of my friends in Maryland before were Jewish. So the concept of God for me was there's a God um, and... Um, sometimes we would say Jesus when all the relatives are over, we'd have a big dinner. Hmm. But if someone were to ask what religion I was in Maryland, since all my friends were Jewish, I would say, yeah, yeah, Jewish, <laughs> you know, cause you don't know much about what you, you know, I was like, we, we didn't talk about it much and everyone I knew was Jewish. Yeah. And they said they believed in God. I know uh, we believed in God in our family and I heard Jesus was Jewish. So yeah, I guess we're Jewish. Right. Um, and if you want to get into my ancestry, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely that presence there. But I, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't realize anything about, really, Christianity. Um, I, I take the Bible and I start reading it. Um, and even in fifth grade, I had this sort of, like, this is cool, but what's going on here? Huh. Um, and so I started to go to church with them. I started to go to Harvest Bible Church. Huh. Um, and my, my family was very big, and my mother especially, was very big on making, like, making sure we questioned. Make sure we question, make sure we are not taking anything just because someone tells us to, mm-hmm. because she was i i my assumption is because she was raised in that suburban christian household she um uh didn't appreciate it as much because she was just told this is just what it is and i I felt that like she wanted to figure it out for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is now a christian she mm-hmm. uh, uh she definitely i think ha- figured it out for herself mm-hmm. um, uh, that's my assumption based on the way we talk now but um I was trying to figure it out for myself in, in elementary school. As mm-hmm. a little kid you're not going to grasp really deep concepts, right? But um things like the Trinity mm-hmm. and um a damnation were two things as a fifth grader, I was like, what are you trying to convince me of? Mm-hmm. Um and I remember I would go up to Pastor Waldy all the time and I'd just fire these questions at him. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're telling me that everyone's not Christian's going to go to hell? Um and what's this pastor supposed to do, have a theological debate with a fifth grader, you know? He just finishes his sermon, a bunch of people want to talk to him, and there I am, just like, so tell me, let's talk about hell. How huh? you think I'm going there? Right? <laughs> uh, so. What did Pastor Waldy say? He would uh, He would say, you know, Quay, the Bible's good. Good <laughs> word of God. You'll love it. You'll love the Bible. And that was it. And I'm like, okay, Pastor Guy doesn't have any answers for me, right? So, um, uh. I then I would go to youth group as well, and we had our youth pastor, uh, Pastor McCary, and he would talk. He was he was pretty fiery, mm. um, and he was very clear: if you're not Christian, you're going to hell. You guys need to save your friends who aren't Christian mm. in Northwest Houston. Mm. In, in, in 2006, the amount of non Christians in Northwest Houston in 2006 is like you know the, finding <laughs> fi- finding a Hindu on BYU campus. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? It's, yeah. You're not gonna happen. So. Uh, we were like, who do you need to say if everyone is, is already a, a Christian? Um, and they would also, they would kind of bash on some of the other churches around. So a big church in my hometown was Fairfield Baptist Church. Mm. And maybe 30 minutes away was Joel Osteen, mm. of course, you know. And he was the, he's the big guy. He was a top dog. But right in my area was Fairfield Baptist Church, and they would bash on them quite a bit. They'd be mm. like, yeah, we teach the Bible here. Not, none of that you know, uh, alternative hipster Christian stuff, the Bible, your friends at Fairfield Baptist Church, whew, they're not getting the good news. We've got the good news for you. And In my head, I'm still like, but I don't even understand this good news because you're telling me that this guy is his own son and a spirit. And like, I don't get it. And so I would talk, actually ask them about the Trinity quite a bit. At this point, I'm in about sixth, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would use the, the classic analogy which I actually don't think is a good analogy for the Trinity, but they would say, hey, you take a cup of water, it can be ice, then it thaws out, it's liquid, make it really hot in the room, it evaporates as gas. And I'm like, oh, so God just kind of takes different shapes and forms, or modes, you know, and then you later find out that's called modalism, which Mm -hmm. is um, evangelicals would consider that a heresy, right? Right. So um, uh, I, I would... I ended up, I remember talking to Pastor McCary and I was like, hey, Bible says gluttony is a sin. Are fat people going to hell? And he goes, yeah. (laughs) Wow. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, fat people are going to hell. Is everyone, everyone's going to hell. And so, you know, they're trying to convince me of one, I don't fully understand who God is. It's saying God is there, but I'm imagining God's a person, right? But they're telling me God is just everywhere so already that i'm not quite sure and then there's the three the three part of god but he's actually one Mm -hmm. um and then um he seems mean Mm. and we read a lot of the old testament at the time in harvest bible church and i was like this guy seems like a jerk um so in middle school family life is um at this part it's my oldest brother is now a teenager there's no father influence um and so we know what happens, you know, and there's not a lot of father influence in the house. Some it's, it's hard for mother to manage all those things. And we had a lot of pent up frustration. I definitely had a lot of pent up anger from some things that happened in my childhood. Um, I won't say on camera, but some, some things that were definitely not okay that happened. And, and you know, the lack of guidance, you know, I didn't feel like my actually really had a family that was there. So I had some, I had some pretty upset feelings sure. about a lot of things and, um, my brother also did. So, what I would do is I was I becoming the funny guy at school, I was a class clown at school. Right? Um, I would, uh, I at school I was a funny guy. I would go to church. I would make people laugh. Ask some tough tough questions. Go home, straight to my room. Wouldn't want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not good for uh, as a seventh grader. That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But that's how it was. Um, and Um, what 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 started to happen was I started to this is the takeoff of YouTube right so Facebook starts around this time YouTube starts around this time or is getting more prominent and um, this is where you go for information and religious people were never at first did a terrible job on the internet all their websites were in that still 1990s like weird like you know that that ugly look that html weird look um but the atheist boy, they knew how to market themselves, they were funny, they were charming, they were making jokes. all the things, I, all the things when I'd read the Bible at church and see the, the snake speaking in Genesis, you want to laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and they were making fun of it. So they're saying, I, at this point, I'm trying to figure out what God is, who God is. Um, and the only, remember the only authority, the only real real authority figures in my life. Are these other parents and these pastors, right? Mm -hmm. And they're they're telling they're telling me these different things. So, um, I am um, trying to figure out what is you know what is what these atheists saying? There is not, there's no God. Mm. This is gobbledygook. Read this Bible. Mm. You got a guy demanding a bunch of foreskins. Mm. You got um, unicorns and dragons, and then God flooding the world, killing everybody. And I'm just going, oh my gosh, yeah, there's no God. Mm. I'm an idiot. Wow, of course there's no God. And now, now, at this 8th grade me has got it all figured out. This Every, is 8th grade. This is 8th grade me. He's got it all figured out. Everyone else is wrong. Um, so, um, I then am, am, am basically deciding uh, what to do. We move again. Still in Houston. Um, I start high school. I'm a very not happy kid. Um, I'm upset at everyone in my family. Perfect timing. Yeah, <laughs> great. <Agreed. laughs> upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed, and I, I start high school. I'm, I'm in my skater phase. You know, uh. you got the tight, tight, tight black jeans on, the Vans, uh, Odd Future Wolfgang, Kill Them All shirts, if you know what that is. I was uh, listening to Blink-182 and Green Day. right? I also had dreads. I had dread Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I I'm, I'm I'm the funny guy but I'm a little bit mean too um and I just I love making fun of the Christian kids you know with the Vera Bradley backpacks and the yeah. Chick-fil-A and the <laughs> the Hillsong Jesus loves you it just these people you eat them for dinner they're hilarious to make fun of and I would just roast them in class um and um I just wasn't happy I would go home um Going, I use the expression of blue coldness to describe what it was like going home every day. Fascinating. Um, it was just, just the feeling, there was no, it didn't, there was no warm family love. I, it felt very cold. I was very depressed. I was very, very sad. Um, and I was losing all my friends as well. And so I make some, I make some new friends, some, some other good skater guys. Um, and we're having a good old time where all we're doing is figuring out, you know, what, what girls we can hang out with, um, which, one of, which ones of us can lose our virginity first, right? Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking to a virgin right now, uh, you know, and that's who we were. Cla- classic, classic, classic story. Well, I, um, I take a Spanish class and there is these two girls in there and they're both very, very pretty and I, am, I flirt with them terribly but one invites me to church. Now at this point I had not been to church in about a year and a half. Right? This is the beginning of sophomore year of high school. And she says, Hey, you should really should come to church. We have this big festival, it's called Fall Riot. It's a big Baptist celebration. We raise money to build a well in Africa. Um Christian bands gonna be there, there's gonna be food, it's gonna be a party. Now, this girl's name is Daria and she is so attractive, I'm gonna go. I'm like, Yeah, 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 <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go. I'll go, but just because I think she's attractive and um very sh- incredibly shallow reason right well i go and um, what happens there is my mind is not really touched but my heart is mm. so i'm listening and all these people that are so easy to make fun of still have this they still have this connection and they're they're, they're very kind and loving mm. and they um, this pastor is talking about god and in my head, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, but it feels right in here. And because I wasn't very happy at the time, right? So that definitely is a part of it, you know? Um, and I, I feel like, well, maybe if this doesn't make sense, but I'm feeling something and you can live your life thinking you're smarter than everyone else. But if you're not happy, are you, what's the point of you even living that life? You know, you know what, what, what are you doing? So I end up um, going back, going back a couple times, I um, actually got baptized oh. during uh, they had um, they have a big celebration and they say hey if you want to commit your life to Jesus Christ right now say this prayer with me. Mm. In fact, everyone says somebody feels left out, mm. so everyone says the prayer. That's how they get you. You know, the LDS Church sometimes takes months to get baptized. The lessons mm. you give these guys one hour, <laughs> you give these guys one hour, you're in the water. So. uh bring us on stage, they, <laughs> there's a kiddie pool on stage, baptize us in the kiddie pool. I got a shirt, <laughs> I got a second Baptist shirt. So I got baptized in a shirt in one night and I'm saved. Great night if you ask me. Um, so I then, uh, you oh, know, nice. like it, it, it's, it's, you know. Uh, <coughs> well, <clears throat> what happens is at this point I've said, okay, if I'm going to believe in God, I really want to believe in God. And I have these questions that are pretty big questions. Who is God? Still, I'm not getting a good answer. And maybe you're not going to answer a fifth grader, but now I'm in high school and I feel like I deserve an answer. Um, I'm reading, I'm doing research, and I'm not listening to the atheists so much anymore. I'm I'm trying to actually figure this out. um, And still things are not clicking. But I feel that there's a God, but I need to figure out who is God so I can feel and understand him better. Heart and mind should be united. So um, I'm at the church I'm at where I got baptized at Second Baptist Church. Big church. There's like eight something campuses in Houston, Second Baptist Church. Big, big church. And um, I noticing, looking around, it's like high school. People are there. It's a party. They're having fun. Um, I'm interested in some real deep stuff, but, you know, it's not, not happening. So um, what happens is a uh, real quick funny story. This girl I somewhat dated uh, <laughs> cheats on me homecoming night. I'm, I'm nominated for homecoming prince in the homecoming dance. I lose to the other guy who was nominated as a joke. He wins as a joke. And then this girl uh, cheats on me with two guys, actually. Like, she goes to this big after party. My friend was helping throw in with two guys. Was this at the Baptist church? Uh, no, no. This was... No. She didn't go to the Baptist church. This is high church. school. No, this is high school, Okay, yeah. okay. And I'm like, oh. Ugh. But a bunch of our friends went to that church, so I don't want to go to that church anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, I don't feel like they're answering questions, and it's just awkward. I don't want to go on. Everyone's, the whole week that happened, everyone's giving me the, hey man, <laughs> sorry that your girlfriend cheated on you. I don't want to go to church and get the pity pats too. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, a good friend of mine, um, we do theater together. At this point, we're doing Legally Blonde, the musical in high school, and he says, hey, come to church with me. He goes to Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. I tell my mom, "Hey, going to Good Shepherd." He goes, "Oh yeah, that's what we are. We're Methodist. <laughs> like you didn't really <laughs> mention that much before." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, yes, we we're Methodist." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right. I think you were ra- yeah, we were raised in Methodist church. Yeah, I'm baptized Methodist. I'm a Methodist." Mm. Um, she's like, "That's why I raised you. You know, you know, figure it out for yourself. Everyone, mm. God loves everyone." I was like, oh, "Okay, I can kind of see the Methodist slant that we had." you know, she may have been covering her tracks, but yeah, my mother was raised Methodist, her whole family, so I go in, first day I'm there, they put me in the youth worship band, because they're like, hey, this guy can somewhat sing, he does musicals, put him in the youth worship band, and they do this thing I, I loved. it's called accountability group, mm. and in an accountability group, we would, a couple of us guys would meet up with, with one um, um, with one youth pastor, we would talk about life, mm. so Yes, we would go to the Sunday sermons, and yes, we would go to the youth sermons, but then we would actually get together and actually talk. Mm -hmm. We could have honesty, Mm -hmm. and we could actually develop and talk about these really good ideas, um, and it actually helped me grow. And during that time, I was was defending Christianity from my atheist friends in school, and I used to be the guy making fun of all the Christian Mm -hmm. kids. I was now defending and saying, like, look— you can bash in all you want. You can bash in all the, the stories that might seem crazy, but are you actually happy? And they say, Of course, I'm happy about religion. It's like, Yeah, well, how come you text me all the time about how sad and mad you are and how you hate yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say, you say, Oh, you're so, you, you, you're so happy. You're happy about religion. But are you? Are you really? Because mm-hmm. you don't act like it. And when I'm not talking in Christian language, you confess to me how you're not, and you have all this anxiety and all this stuff. Um, and I 'm not saying that that goes away if you become a Christian, but maybe if you have something to rely on besides yourself, mm. maybe just maybe that's gonna that's going do something for you. so I became the guy who was defending Christianity, and um I believed that Jesus wasn't just an ancient teacher but that he he was divine he was the real deal there was something to him that was very different than what other people um, were offering if if i 'm following this guy yeah i'm I'm being nicer to people, but there's now an eternal purpose to life. Mm. And a purpose to life is everything. Mm. So um, I, I do vacation Bible school, teach the kids. Um, I remember the funniest memory I have is they put a robe on me to have me dress up as Jesus. Oh. Yeah. And um, all the kids are like, Jesus I'm- isn't black. <laughs> 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 um, and then uh, uh, my friend whose mother is one of the pastors is like, he was Arabic, so he probably looked <laughs> a little more like Kweku than you guys. And they're yeah. like, Jesus was Arabic? Like, aren't the Muslims? She's like, we really need to teach our kids a little bit better about yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the sociological aspects of the Bible. So um, I go on a, a mission trip to Apache, Oklahoma with, uh, to serve the Native Americans. We do a vacation Bible school there. We help rebuild some of the houses, a lot of fellowship. And it's great. It's great. Um, around that time... Two big things happen. I do musical theater, book Mormon musicals on Broadway, mm. and Mitt Romney is running for president. Oh. And they're building an LDS church in our neighborhood. Before you go on, were you politically minded at this point in your life? Big time. Okay. My family was Obama, Obama, through and through. One, because we were already Democrats from the Northeast, so we had to hold our ground in Texas. Got it. Um, and two, my mom was born in 58. Okay. Um, so, she she experienced some tough stuff that I've never had to experience. Right, She sure. saw some horrible, horrible stuff. And um, just for her, yeah, she agreed with Obama because he was a Democrat. But just for her, seeing someone who sure. looked like her was a big deal for her. So, it was a very emotional time for her. Um wasn't as emotional for me because I didn't go through the stuff she went through. Was, I was just like, McCain's like this old, get the terrorists. Like, that was my view of McCain. So, I liked Obama more. Anyway, he was cooler. But Mitt Romney, um, here's... He's, I watch him on TV, I'm thinking he's kind of awkward, mm. um, and then he's a Mormon, mm. right? So I, the, I, I watched South Park episode, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was seeing the musical. I know the guy wears magic underwear. He believes his God has a bunch of wives. He believes I'm cursed. Um, he believes jo- Joseph Smith found golden tablets from an angel with rocks that he, he translated into a hat. Um, just believes, will, just, I'm like, this guy is kooky. This guy is crazy as heck. And um, uh, so, uh, you know, of course I don't like him yeah. uh, for a number of I don't like Mitt Romney for a number of reasons. So then, um, yeah, so I'm politically minded. And also that aspect comes too. He's a Mormon. So we all meet together on a Wednesday night where we normally have youth service and talk about Jesus. But this guy named Ted comes. Um, and He's like, hey guys, so, you know who's running for president, right? Mitt Romney. By the way, this is right before the mission trip, so I'm going back a little bit. Mitt Romney's running for president. Um, Also, um, what are they building up there? A Mormon church. I used to be a Mormon, he says to us. Let me tell you what Mormons believe. They believe um, uh, in polygamy. They believe, um, you know, they go into these big buildings and do these secret things to get into heaven. Um, they, 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 uh, they believe that they'll be polygamists in heaven. Um, Joseph Smith was a Freemason. Um, you know, he the Book of Mormon is totally fake and all this stuff. And we're all just like, wow, Mormons, dumb people. And he's like, yeah, I mean, these Mormons, you don't want to be around them. Who here knows any Mormons? And the bunch of us raised our hands because all the Mormons in our school were nice. They were Mm -hmm. really nice people. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were like, yeah, we should all, we were like, we should be acting like Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) Um, He's like, yeah, 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 they're good people, but bad news. However, I knew his daughter. And his daughter and I, at one point, kind of liked each other a little Ted's bit. Ted's daughter? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she would always... I remember her telling me, my dad has always told me I could never date anyone brown ever. Never, mm. ever, ever. Don't ever date a brown person. They're bad. So he's telling me, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is the guy. Mm. I'm like, this guy's a jerk. That's mm. what I'm thinking. I'm like, why am I going to take what he's saying seriously? Because... I ta- I'm friends with his daughter, and I'm hearing horrible stuff that he does. So, um, uh, I then um, I'm like, "What do I? What's going on?" I go on the mission trip. We go to this museum, um, and in this museum, uh, it, it's a bunch of art with the history of Native American tribes, <laughs> um, and they're telling us about here's how our tribe started, and here's how some of the foundational stories. And a couple have Christian connections. And our Methodist church at the time was like, it's so interesting to know that, you know, a lot of these Native Americans that we've viewed historically as pagans, guess what? They, they're, they're tracing back to some of the things we have in the Bible. So don't think that you're just the only ones who were saved. Um, so they make that connection, um, a very Book of Mormon y kind of connection. I mm-hmm. um, then I start working at this restaurant called Gringo's. Which is a terrible name for a restaurant, right? I'm working at white people. That's right. I mean, why would you name something that? Oh, it's, it's, it's Las Vegas style Tex-Mex. <laughs> Whatever the heck that even means, right? What does that mean? <laughs> so, I got
0: to interrupt you, but when I first heard, saw your name, I thought you were um, uh, El Cuaco. Mm. I thought you were Hispanic. I didn't know you were black. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were El Cuaco. <laughs> so uh, working at Gringo's is
1: a perfect match. Keep <laughs> yeah. going. What is Las Vegas? That's like a like a taco with a Domino in it. Like something I don't know. scary. So, so um, I'm working there, and there's a girl who works there. Um, big crush on her. She is super cute. Dude, I am, there's a theme here. Yes. Every you're connecting to chicks, and every. I was shallow, and Heavenly Father knew that, and He had to use my He had to use pretty girls to get my attention. Doesn't so He do that? I am. Um, I was always wanted to ask her out. Never had the guts to, but I would just see her, and I'm like, oh, boy, she's really pretty so one day we get to work together both as hosts during the same shift this hadn't happened before i was so excited when i saw her i was like yes um uh get to work with kylie so uh we're working and i uh, so awkward and um i'm like want to like, hang out sometime and she's like uh, you know you want to come to church with me on sunday and i'm like sure 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 yeah she goes yeah it's the lds church and i'm like Oh, no, she's a Mormon? Yeah. Oh, wow, great. Of all the people, of course the Mormons are the pretty ones. Yeah. Um, but I go, of course. Of yeah, I told Joseph Smith, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, you're hot. That's all I'm thinking. I go in, and um, I immediately get attacked by these two sister missionaries. Mm. Um, uh, sister, uh, uh, man, I can't remember their names, because they're both married now. Oh. So I don't know ma- their maiden names anymore. But, but they both just, boom, hey who are you? We haven't seen you here before. It's like, yeah, I'm Kylie's friend. Like, you want to learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Mm. Like, uh, well, I mean, I'm already Christian. Mm. I don't, uh, They like, go, no, no, it's fine. You're supposed to agree to a first lesson. That didn't happen. They just took me into a room <laughs> in the, in an empty room in the building and gave me like a lesson. And they were like, so um, what do you believe in? It's like, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And they asked me some questions like, but like, what do you believe in? You know, what do you really believe in? And, um, of course, now I don't want to let them know I've got some serious doubts about mm-hmm. even what God is and his, and is he, you know, his nature and his kindness and stuff like that. But I don't want to tell the Mormons that. I'm not going to let them use that weapon against me. So what happens is, um, they say, well, just ask him. Just talk to God. Ask God. That concept is not ever given to us. Mm. The closest we got was in fifth grade. I'm like, Pastor Walden, but wrote this stuff. Read the Bible. Mm. That was the closest I got. But it, But that was taken as, like, a dismiss, please go away. i got to talk to adults here. This is the first time Ed was, like, really telling me, hey, don't just take everyone's word for it. Why don't you go figure out what it is for yourself? Why don't you know for yourself? And they had this, like, great light and, like, energy about them. And so I, of course, was like, all right, okay. And I go home, and I I pray. Say, God, just let me know what's real. This is the first time I'd ever prayed that. Let me know what's real. So, um... How are we on time? Are we, we Seth? 15 minutes left. Okay, so then I um I just I, I do that. I go home and I pray. They gave me a Book of Mormon, put it on top of my Bible, um, just because that's where I, you know, keep it together. It's a foreshadowing, obviously. And so I um I then the whole, the rest of the whole year, I'm being flooded with these thoughts. Deeper, deeper questions. Um one let's let's say the Bible is true, but there are things in the Bible that do contradict and things in the Bible that cannot be possible, such as Balaam the donkey talking. Mm-hmm. There are things that I'm not going gonna, gonna to say no, I definitively do not believe that happened. Most Christians probably don't believe that happened either. Mm-hmm. So, how much of the Bible is true? Um, also, are these other gods, these other religions true? Are they demons? Are they what? I'm, these really questions that are pretty deep. Um, what is God? god i'm imagining god as a person because we follow jesus christ mm-hmm. who's supposed to be just like the father so is the father a person but they say the father's not he's a spirit but then i'm asking, what's the difference between the father spirit and the holy spirit where does one spirit begin and the other spirit end mm-hmm. um and they're you know they don't there's no distinction but if i'm count if you're counting three you're dividing them by virtue of counting them right mm-hmm. so these are real questions i'm having and i not and I'm not even being, you know, I'm not bringing any animosity in church, but I'm like, what's really going on? And I'm still singing Chris Tomlin. You know, I still, I know Mighty to Save. You know, I know the Heaven Meets Earth like a sloppy wet kiss, right? Like, I know all the, I know it all. Um, and, uh.
0: I'm not big on Christian culture, so I'm you, laughing okay. with if, you. If,
1: if if anyone who is, is going to laugh at that, because like, I know that weird part oh, yeah. of how he loves. But, um, going another mission trip to Apache, Oklahoma again. And, um. At this point, my prayers are incredibly desperate. They're like, I don't care what is true. I'm about to go to college soon. Let me know what's true. Let me know. Um, I will, I will, if I have to become a Muslim, I'll do it. If I have to go and become Jewish, I'll do it. If I have to anything, I will do it. I do not care. Um, I write down, kind of like Martin Luther, I write down a bunch of problems I have with Christianity, and I give it to my pastor. Um, and she... Um, she of course these are heavy questions but she all she says to me is you know i don't know about salvation of anyone else but i just know that jesus is the way and i I appreciated that honesty but still to me that felt like another cop-out i mean these people are going to theological seminaries they're incredibly kind good people this is the bishop family they're some of the best people i ever met to this day, I, I, these people, I'm expecting to see them in the celestial kingdom of heaven, right? These are good Christian people. They love the Lord. But I want to know. Um, and I'm reading scriptures. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out for myself, but I ask her and she doesn't give me an answer. Well, on this same trip, a retired pastor comes, comes with us and he tells us how Christianity, um, how's, how it's impacted his life. And he says to everyone, he addresses all of us, I've come to understand God now in a way that you guys don't fully understand God. Hmm. I have come to know that God is my father. I know you guys say that, but you don't really understand. I've come to know that God is the my actual father. Hmm. And then another thing that happens on that trip is one of the chiefs comes to our campground and tells us how Christianity was brought to Apache. Hmm. Says, yeah, 19th century, some Mormon missionaries came, brought Christianity. So at this point, the church is heavily on my mind. I'm praying to know if it's true. And I'm praying about really anything, like what is true. And these things happen. Right after I get that, that sort of answer, that, that the answer I consider to be a cop-out. So I'm going, is this a signal? Maybe. I still need to be sure. I go home and I'm still going, to look, even if Mormons are true, does that mean all non-Mormons are going to hell? Yeah. I, how, can I, how can I be convinced that God is loving if most people are set up to fail. Because if so, maybe the God we're worshiping does exist, but maybe he's just the Satan of another religion. Mm. You know? Mm. Are we worshiping the devil of the Jews? Mm. And they're gonna, you know, so I I I go on LDS.org or my tablet outside, and I go to um, read about baptisms for the dead and the kingdoms of heaven. Mm. And right in that moment, when I read about the spirit world, about the second chances, and about the it's neither you know, a universalism or, or a complete damnation of everyone, but mm-hmm. sort of this middle ground. Right then and there, I feel something unlike anything I've ever felt before in my life. Mm-hmm. I call it an angel hug. I, don't, I just, you know, this, this, comp- this, what I was, look, that, that, one, it made sense in here, but that spiritual punch, that slap in the face I was really looking for, mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. Boy, I got it big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and right then and there... Like, okay, all right, I know. So what I did was um, message my LDS friend. I said, what do I got to do? So um, I'm reading the Bible, the Book of Mormon more, meeting with new set of sister missionaries. They're still beautiful, by the way, only beautiful sister missionaries, again, because I'm a shallow little tool bag and God has to use (laughs) to get my attention. So um, uh, I'm meeting with them and they're saying, you're reading the Book of Mormon, right? I'm not really that much, but I am reading the Pearl of Great Price, book of Abraham, book of Moses. Mm. I read the, the whole Pearl of Great Price in one day. Mm. Um, not reading the Book of Mormon as much. And I'm like, I'm really reading this, this whole, and they were like, oh, like with the multiple gods and the <laughs> like, why would you read that first? Please. That's, that's the meat. Mm. We're trying to give you the milk. And I was like, I already had breakfast. <laughs> I want dinner. <laughs> give me some meat. So, um, and I'm, I'm, to me, it all makes sense. It's all cohesive. It's all going together. Um, I start reading the Bible more and the Book of Mormon, and um, I join the church, um, get baptized. Two days later, get the Aaronic Priesthood. They gave it to me right away because mm. um, I knew I was going off to college in San Francisco. Mm. So they had like, let's give it to him before he goes there. And we go in just about a week after. I get the Aaronic Priesthood and a Temple Recommend, right? Like They really Whoa. just load me in. They, um, about a week after I'm baptized, I go, they said, we're going to go do baptisms in the temple. Hmm. So go in and, um, we didn't have any names or anything. We just go in and the, 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 temple workers have names for us and it's, we're getting baptized for an entire tribe of native Americans. Hmm. So, um, I'm just like, well, look at that full circle Full straight. circle. Right after that, uh, I have to come out to my friends as a Latter day Saint, but they all think I'm coming out as gay. (laughs) So we're all at dinner, and it's like, guys, I have to talk to you. And they're like, look, we've done theater together. A bunch of our friends are gay. All right, Quakey, we love you no matter what. And I was like, yeah, I'm a Mormon. They're like, oh no, we (laughs) thought you were gay. We really would have preferred you being gay than Mormon. Come on. (laughs) No, they were much nicer. They were, they were, uh, Velta was a little bit weird, but they were fine with it. Um, Because they were friends, right? They don't, you know. so I go off to school, San Francisco, um, transfer to BYU. Um, what year is that? This, I, I get at BYU twenty sixteen. 2016. 2016. Um, so I, um, then I start, do Saints Unscripted, uh, start that show. Show a started. I was chosen to be a host, start doing a lot of uh, gospel videos. Um, that's sort of how I am who I am here. And what's Saints Unscripted? Saints Unscripted is the talk show I do about the gospel. It's a light comedy talk show about the gospel. We do delve into some tough stuff as well. And then I do my channel, just Kwaku, K-W-A-K-U, and that's also where we get into some deeper, deeper stuff as well. And keep it light and funny too. So the gospel is totally big in my life now. And um, my testimony is that I have an assurance now. Of, of not just that God is there but who God is and because I know who God is now I know that Jesus really was who he was claiming to be mm. not just an ancient teacher um, again I, I believe that life should have a purpose mm. and if your life has a purpose um, you're not going to have regrets on your deathbed mm-hmm. and that means there's actually justice mm-hmm. more justice than just some guys in city hall will put you in a room for a couple of years, that's that's the that's the best justice we can give someone in this world for good or bad. But I mean, true eternal justice, something that that gets into the the metaphysics of morality. Mm. Well, with God, that happens. Mm. But I can't, if I'm supposed to be with a perfect God, someone who's good, and and when I say good, I have it, I have to sort of not even fully understand what good is because I can't really define it without using synonyms for good, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Good for eternity. How can I define eternity without using synonyms for eternity? Right, right. We don't really understand, but just something that I know is divine mm. and more perfect than anything I can recognize in this world. Mm. Um, because that's the only standard I know. That's the only standard I can compare something to. Well, how am I supposed to be with him? Look at me. <laughs> I'm am sinful. I'm a liar. I'm a luster. Um, I'm I'm, I'm I get angry. I'm a jerk, I be little people, you know. Um, I'm a sinner, how am I supposed to be with with perfection? It's like putting water and oil together. They won't mix. So How do you answer that? I answer that by realizing that if I'm if I'm on this track trying to get trying to get that ribbon, trying to get the gold medal, I can't get it because that track's just gonna go on forever. If I think about one sin I commit, how does that affect that guy? And then that guy affects that guy, it's like a chain reaction of I'm responsible for so much mm-hmm. darkness in this world, just alone, just sure. what I've done. So I can't measure up, I can't get that victory, but if if someone else got that victory for me, someone who doesn't have any sin, who is, who is perfect, who has uh, that divine nature, who who is good, if he says, I don't have to answer to any sin, but because I'm perfect, I can take the weights of those sins and... They can't actually hold on me because I, you know, I, I am perfect. Sure. Um, and because he's taken that medal for me, then I don't have to take that medal. The vict- the race is already won. Mm-hmm. My team has already won. The victory has already been declared. Mm-hmm. I just have to be part of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you recognize that team is there. You love that you love that team leader. And you follow that team leader to the best of your abilities. But even though you're going to fall short, you know that mm-hmm. that victory has already been won. Yeah. So even your falling short doesn't discount you from a victory. That's one. You just have to believe and follow and trust. So because of that, then I can be with God. Um. That was our first hour getting to know Kweku
0: Kuel and uh, very insightful. We've learned a lot about him. I appreciate his, what I believe to be his sincerity and his honesty and his, uh, his coming forward straight out with what it is and and uh, he's not alone. I mean, people join the LDS church, people join different, for different reasons, and he felt the Spirit. And next week, we're going to enter into our uh, doctrinal talk. And uh, you're going to hear from um, uh, Kwe, uh, Kweku about his thoughts about different doctrines. And we're going to go systematically through uh, the Bible kind of in a chronological order of things. We're going to start with, in the beginning was God. So we're going to start with talking about God. And then we're going to talk about the fall and creation, the flood and things. And just, just large, broad categories. And, uh, and, and so I hope you'll join us. It's going to take us through another week or two and uh, come back uh, uh, with that. See you next week here on Heart of the Matter.